Creative Babble. Hey everyone, I know you're all true crime fans, so whenever I stumble on a show that I think you'll like, I want to tell you about it, and this one is called Witness Friendly Fire. And we got a sneak peek for you. The story surrounds one night where two deputies had a tip that a guy was cooking meth inside a mobile home in East Tennessee. Then there was a gunshot. This is a story with tons of suspense, heartache, and a years-long entanglement of conflict that left one widow's pursuit of justice trying to answer the one question, was the shooting an accident? From Campfire Media and Sony Music Entertainment, Witnessed Friendly Fire is available right now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all the episodes or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Let's play a clip from Witness Friendly Fire. In 2003, John John had been married to his high school sweetheart, Lori, for 13 years. They had three young sons. The oldest was seven. Lori was a nurse in the emergency room at the local hospital. But this day, the Friday after Thanksgiving... She's off. She'd taken the boys to Knoxville to look for a Christmas tree while John John was at work. On their way home, around 8, 8.15, she stops by her mom's house. There's a message that John John had called. And I tried to call him back, but it went to voicemail. When Lori was at home, she'd usually have a scanner running in the background, a receiver that picks up on chatter from all the emergency frequencies. We left it on pretty much all the time, even at night, especially if John John was working at night. I just felt like a little safety thing, you know, just want to be able to hear his voice, make sure, yeah, yeah, he's still talking, he's okay. A few minutes after she tries to call John John, Lori's brother calls the house. And said, do y'all have the scanner on or y'all listening to the scanner? And he said, an officer's been shot. And we didn't have the scanner on. And that's, I just, you know, got that sick feeling when they said an officer had been shot. She turns on the scanner. It's crackling with chatter. And at the sheriff's office, a dispatcher's fielding nonstop calls. We don't know who it is yet, but that's just what we're saying, asking for all. There were quite a bit of talk on the radio. Hey, yeah, what's going on? Yes, this is Gloria Paul from uh, We're going to report that an officer was shot in Scott County. Uh, I have no idea at this point, okay? Yes, thank you. Could you tell me if that was Charles Jeffers that got shot, please? I'm just kind of listening, just a lot of background noise, and, you know, I kept waiting to hear John John's voice on there, and I wasn't hearing anything. Who's out there that's a supervisor that I can call and says they need extra help? Well, Chief Ted's here, and Marty's out there. I'm just afraid, and I'm afraid it's John John, because we've not heard from him. Afraid it's John John? Yeah, I'm what I'm afraid of. We haven't heard him. Lori's trying not to panic. She calls the sheriff's department. Hey, this is Lori. Uh, that, that's not John John's trouble, is it? We don't know which one it is, okay? Okay. Are they headed to the emergency room? Yes. Okay, thanks. All right. And then, on the scanner, Lori hears the medics in the ambulance calling into the ER, the same one where she works. They started, you know, giving details that they were bringing in a 35-year-old male. John John was 35 years old. They said they had a gunshot wound to the chest. Just don't bother me. CBR Park progress, so I knew it was him. Gunshot wound to the chest. CPR in progress. I knew that was not going to be good. So I called back to the ER. 
And they just said, Lori, you need to get up here. Back at the scene, another officer confirms that it is John John. Then Lori's brother calls in. I know you're not supposed to give us information out. Was that my brother-in-law got shot? Who's your brother-in-law? John John. Yeah. It was? Yeah, I think so. Is he okay? We don't know. They just traced We got there. There was... It was just unbelievable. There's police cars everywhere. The parking lot was full. I mean, there wasn't really a place to park. There's just people everywhere. So I just went on in. I don't even know. You know, I kind of just, I guess I just left my mom. I just went straight in. And I knew which room, because we usually have a designated trauma room. So I just went straight to that room. I don't even know if anyone tried to stop me or not. I can't even remember if they'd called in the surgery team. I mean, the OER staff, everybody was there. And everybody was working on him. I mean, it's just like I had to know they were doing everything that they could to save him. And I thought, I'm just going to stay in the corner out of the way and let them keep doing what they're doing. Um, But I just stood there and prayed. But he'd been down for a while, and they had no rhythm. I mean, he wasn't breathing. But eventually, you know, they had to stop because they just got nothing to work with. It's just the saddest thing. The absolute saddest thing. Probably 3 o'clock in the morning, I came back to my house with the boys. And then, you know, we just tried to lay down. But of course, you know, you can't sleep. The next day, Saturday, is a blur. Of course it is. Lori's in shock, exhausted. None of this makes sense yet, or even seems real. Late in the day, three deputies from the sheriff's department come to Lori's house like a six or seven o'clock that night and had told me that uh, they'd got a preliminary report back that it was actually Marty Carson's gun that had shot John John. The bullet that killed her husband came out of Marty's gun. They said that um, the sheriff was so upset that he couldn't come tell me himself. The sheriff... Jim Carson is especially upset about the whole ordeal, in large part because he also happens to be Marty's father. This season on Witnessed Friendly Fire. Okay, Mr. Carson, we're on the record. You were sworn yesterday, is that correct? Yes. You understand you're under oath today? Yes. Who's telling the truth? I thought they were friends, best friends. He said, you've got this all wrong. This whole scenario is just not making sense to me. Just my gut feeling. Piecing together versions of the same story. Why you? That's the million dollar question. A story that isn't about who did it. I did get tied up in this whole case because of what, you know, happened that one night. It's about why. You could kind of cover up a little dope. Dealing. Are you asking me if I intentionally killed John John Young? Is that your question? I'm asking you if you intended to pull the trigger. You're going to hear 1,500 stories of how it happened, how this took place, and will we ever know the truth? Probably not unless somebody comes forward. We can take a pretty good stab at it, though.
from Campfire Media and Sony Music Entertainment, Witnessed Friendly Fire is available right now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all the episodes or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Creative Babble.